This is Sage Talking. If your brain is ready to soak up some natural, informative, and no BS knowledge, then you're in the right place. Join me in talks about nature, people, health, sustainable businesses, and everything in between. You won't miss out on the occasional politics and interviews with ecopreneurs either. P.S. I want to know what you want to know. So send in questions or topic requests on my IG at thrive underscore by nature. Hey, and thank you for being here. Hey everybody, today I'm talking to the wonderful Mao from the company Doula Australia. This company makes their active and swimwear from recovered waste from the ocean. How awesome is that? Now, if every company did that, we'd definitely have a lot less problems with plastic pollution. But you can hear it all from Mao herself now. Have fun listening. Good morning. Good morning. (laughs) Yeah, good afternoon (laughs) to you. (laughs) Exactly. You must have just woken up. Yeah, like um, I think 20 minutes ago, I wanted to um, kind of at least, uh, I even talked to myself a little to get the rasp out of my voice, you know, like the morning voice. I didn't sound like I rolled out of bed just yet, but yeah. Of course. No, you sound perfect. (laughs) Thank you. So how are you today? (laughs) How's the beautiful weather in Australia? (laughs) Well, it's actually not that beautiful today. Well, I mean, it's meant to be 25 degrees, but... It's quite cloudy, actually. I even think it might be raining soon. Yeah, well, it's probably, it it has been raining here the entire time too, but it's probably still a little more like nice and friendly where you are. But yeah, okay. So (laughs) why don't we just get straight into the questions that I have for you today? Nice. Why not, Stella? Thank you. (laughs) Okay. Now, first of all, of course... We all want to know how did the idea for the brand come along? Like, what was your defining moment when you decided that you wanted to start Doula? Mm, yeah. So, everyone knows Doula. But <laughs> the word Doula, um, it actually comes from a local Filipino language. Um, and it actually means to play. Um, and so, the whole concept of Doula came when I was traveling to the Philippines, actually. Um, so in 2019, um, went to the Philippines with my then partner, but now fiance. Oh, congratulations. Um, yes. <laughs> Thank you. Um, so we visited Chagao then and um, Chagao is one of the beautiful islands I had ever visited. Um, and so Chagao, I guess, was my inspiration for Dula. Um, but why? Because it was one of it's one of the most um, environmentally conscious islands in Asia as well. So in 2018, um, what did they do? They they banned the use of single-use plastic bags, mm-hmm. which I thought was great. Um, so when I was actually there in Shargao, I didn't see any single-use plastic bags, obviously, because it's banned. Um, but like even plastic bottles or plastic straws at cafes as well yeah um yeah which i thought was like amazing for like a small island in the philippines yeah how they had incorporated yeah exactly um but i also did see a lot of signs and posters though of like how well they wanted to educate the locals i guess on like how to preserve and protect their small beautiful island yeah so that's pretty much where doula came from when when i visited the philippines 
um, well, Shargao actually, Shargao, um, yeah, no single-use plastic was probably how Dula came along. Yeah, I think uh, it's, yeah. it's um, pretty amazing, like, that if in a place, if there's, like, education and this awareness um, that you exactly. would say, okay, you went there and um, you thought, okay, you started Dula um, where you use um, regenerated, um, like, plastic in a from the inspiration of seeing no plastic that's actually a pretty different it's story true. because you think normally <laughs> people go somewhere and they say the pollution was so great and I thought I had to do yeah. something and you're like oh there was no plastic so yeah no plastic <laughs> the opposite isn't it but then I guess because coming back to Sydney after the holiday then seeing all the plastic yeah that's yeah why you see the difference yeah so I guess that was why as well but yeah um and like that's how it started yeah well, yeah what are like um some of your the most important sustainability standards um that you hold your accountable uh, company accountable to um but I guess well at Dula we we believe we all have a responsibility to halt the pollution of single-use plastics and to stop them from damaging our oceans, clogging the waterways and polluting our earth as well. Um, and I guess we just want to inspire others with our passion because um, I guess we all know, I know and you know, Stella, that plastic bottles and waste would look much better on us yeah. <laughs> than in our oceans. That's yeah. definitely true. Um, do you have um, next to um the plastic pollution do you have like any other aspects that are pretty important for your company um to kind of yeah just a standard where you say okay in the sustainability aspect this is really important for us for us mm -hmm. well we actually do take a lot of steps not steps but like ways to keep our brand sustainable mm -hmm. um but like like really small things like even with our hang tags instead of just getting normal hang tags and stuff we actually get recycled paper um we get them seeded with daisy seeds mm -hmm. so then that can just be planted straight into your garden um and we only emboss them ourselves so there's no chemical use it's just recycled paper and seeds so like small things like that um, even with our packaging, we, we try to keep everything sustainable. Um, we use hemp cord to tie our tags. Um, yeah, but I love our... that. That's like because <laughs> so I think, yeah, it, it's just great um, to see that you really pay attention to all the little details. Like it's like yeah, it's the small yeah, stuff. Yeah, that's I think so important. And I think it's also great. Um, I always tell people like if you want to know if a brand is really sustainable because we all know the word sustainable a lot of people use it for a lot of different things mm -hmm. but I think it's always mm -hmm. like great um when you for example when I first went on your website um I went like on the just 
the whole sustainability report you have and it's like right there it says sustainability and it's all there and so I think um for people it's always really great something like the way you have set it up and they can just see okay they really um are sustainable because it's very easy to see on your website firsthand and I always say the company tries and hide it and has like a little one-liner about sustainability they're probably not doing that great (laughs) That is right, isn't it? Yeah. Thank you, Stella. Um, and like, what was the first step in establishing um your sustainable supply chain? Like, what did you look for first? Like a factory or um the way um where you could get your mm. fabrics? Mm-hmm. I think we started looking at fabrics first. So before we got into um looking into manufacturers, it was looking for the right recycled materials, the recycled fabric. Um, so yeah, I guess we did a lot of research online. It was COVID, so we all had a lot of time. Yeah. <laughs> um, so yeah, looking for the right materials and then obviously getting some sent to us to check the quality first. Mm-hmm. And I guess once we've checked the quality, then it came into finding a, a manufacturer um, with good ethos um, to produce, I guess, good quality without compromising, I guess. Mm-hmm. So I guess that was the difficult part yeah when starting up doula I guess and um how did you how did you did you think about because you work with Econil how did you think about that um like like off the bat did you know it already did you just search the internet and say okay let's see what comes up or how did you kind of um... Mm, I think I did no I did some research first and then I got to Econil and then not all manufacturers had econil fibered fabrics. Mm-hmm. So I guess, yeah, that was the hard part. But yeah, I did have econil in my head from researching though. Okay. And where um, does the waste get recovered from the ocean? Because um, you told me before that there's like um, a pretty long process and like a wide kind of a far way that the fabric actually travels like from where it um, gets Mm. taken from the ocean where where does it happen yeah so well I guess it comes back to Aquafil again so Aquafil is a fact not a factory a company based in Italy and they're the ones that produce the Econil regenerated nylon as well as healthy seas we'll get back to healthy seas later but so there's Aquafil there And they are the ones that collect waste like fishing nets, Mm -hmm. fabric scraps and uh, carpet flooring. Um, And they rescue them from landfills and, I guess, oceans all over the world. So it it does travel a lot, I guess. So not just in one area, but from all over the world, I guess, all those fishing nets are collected. Yeah. And... um... After, after like, this um, recovered plastic has been, like, recovered and cleaned, um, what's, like, the next step? Yes. So after they've been cleaned or recovered and cleaned, they go through a, a regeneration and purification process. Um, and then so that nylon waste that was collected it's recycled back into its original purity. Mm-hmm. So that pretty much means um, econil regenerate, regenerated nylon, it's exactly the same as virgin nylon. Mm-hmm. 
um, yeah. which is amazing, I think. <laughs> yeah, that's great. Like for, for me, I'm always like, if you can use that and it has such good yeah. quality, why would you just produce new things? Do, you know, exactly, like, yeah. Yeah, no I need to awesome. produce new things. Um, and like, how did you find your factories um, and what makes them more sustainable than others? Like, um, are there factories, then where are your factories based that you work with? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So obviously looking for the factories, the manufacturers was the, the second hard step after looking for fabrics. But um, so our factory is based in China at the moment. Mm-hmm. Um, and the one thing which I do love what they do uh, to keep them more sustainable was that so obviously in like factories like those places, you get lots of fabric scraps that obviously that goes to waste. Yeah. Um, and so for us, we ask them how much fabric is left and for just say our bikinis we actually got them to make us um small bikini bags that match the bikini prints um so that not much fabric will go to waste Mm -hmm. but obviously you still get leftover fabric scraps yeah and so with those scraps they send them off to a recycling station which i think is awesome oh yeah that's great yeah um and so that's what they do yeah did you is there anything like um where you say okay some factories then they like have um different lighting they have um only a different amount of like um co2 that is then produced and um if it comes like from china because it probably then gets mm-hmm. um uh shipped um to australia then after that Right. Yes, that is correct, yeah. isn't it? Yeah. So, so I guess the whole shipping process. Um, well, we try to avoid too much shipping. Everything is done at bulk, so that I guess we could cut down on all, the whole shipping process. Um, so that was yeah. Yeah, but, but I, at the moment, yeah. I mean, um, yeah, it's just um, like I think it's always very interesting um to know because but I mean on the other hand I think it's funny how if a company is really sustainable people look mm-hmm. so closely like from bottom to top True. they they look at everything and everything needs to be perfect but then um if you look at your company which is like as amazing as it can be they're they're mm-hmm. like people really get into the nitty gritty you know what I mean they yes look at yes every single thing, um. <laughs> But um, yeah, there's not really much, I guess, that you could even do better because nowadays I think it's it's really like long supply chains are just kind of how it is also set up. Like it's really hard to do it differently. I have the feeling. Mm, it is. And especially because we are a small startup at the moment. Yeah. Yeah. And um, like, what do you think would be like one change that mostly like unsustainable companies um, that are established already unsustainably that might be even pretty big, um, a change mm-hmm. that they could realistically make that would just have a big positive impact? Something realistic. Hmm. Well, I guess not just big companies, but like every, something everyone could do would probably be cutting out single-use plastics out of there. Yeah, yeah. single-use, cutting out single-use plastics. I mean, it is, it, it's probably hard to start off with. It was for me as well. Um, but I feel like just making that small, small change, small step, it would probably make a, a huge difference, like, yeah. to the environment. Yeah. And um, 
like what do you do then in your everyday life um to live sustainably what are your few uh-huh. things <laughs> just a few so <laughs> um but i guess living in sydney in a big city it's 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 not easy yeah. but i guess the small small changes i've i have made myself would be obviously it's cutting out single use plastic so like saying no to plastic bags when i go shopping and so i would always carry a reusable bag instead um, and I think coffee is a big one for everyone. We all love our coffees. <laughs> um, so when we go to cafes and stuff, I'd always be carrying out my um, reusable coffee mugs, um, even water bottle as well, carrying my own water bottle so we don't purchase those single-use plastic water bottles. Yeah. And how about this one, um, The Do you wash your stuff in washing bags as well? For yeah, microplastic? I do. yeah, yeah, okay, so stuff like that. So, I'd put like even for our doula active wear because they are made from recycled plastic bottles, yeah. So, you'd probably, yeah, put those in a washing net so that you minimize the microplastic fibers from entering the environment, I guess. Yeah, so, yeah, small stuff like that. I, I do, I do and in my I- life. I, I've also like seen that um, there's a market or something that you go to because um, on yeah. Instagram there was a <laughs> is it like what exactly do you do there is it like something is it just a market or does it also play along with like um, sustainability what is it exactly yeah so we've been when we started doing markets in November last year so it has been a few months we've been trying out all sorts of markets but the ones that are great so far are the vegan markets, actually. So mm-hmm. they're held every month um, and it's mainly vegan food, but there are still vegan products uh, that are there like, like ourselves. Um, but what we do, no, we just, we have our store there at the market mm-hmm. and I guess we, we interact with people. They, they get to try on our products, feel them, um, yeah, and some people do ask us questions like microplastics. Yeah, um, but yeah, it's it's a good place to um get to meet all sorts of people, um to exchange ideas, I guess. Do you then also like um try kind of um to to educate people on on like your products on um plastic pollution things like that? Do you use it as that, or is it more like a marketplace um where you just try to sell your things or maybe even show people that like sustainable materials and recycled mm-hmm. plastic can be like stylish and fashionable? Yes, I think um, it's that one, Stella. You're right. Yeah. Yeah. So if people. Because, yeah, they tend to come to the to purchase things. So if they do ask us all these questions, I guess we would go in, into more depth. But for, for most people, what, when we tell them that our fabrics are made from recycled plastic bottles, they, that's when they, I guess, engage with us more. They're, like, yeah. shocked that it's made from recycled plastic bottles. Do do you think um like that in Australia or in the area where you live? Do do you think there's already um a pretty big awareness and education on this topic, or do you feel like a lot of people don't really know much about it, how to live more sustainably, and things like that? I think it's getting a lot better. Mm-hmm. Um, it's all over the media. Um, all the 
Yeah, most markets, they ban single-use plastic as well. So I think more people in my area, in Sydney, are aware, yeah, more compared to a few years back, I would say. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's definitely um, good. And I think, like, then with your, if you, you like, your brand is out there on the market and it also just sends a great example and I think it's even something um like I don't think it it matters how small or how um how young a brand is um mm -hmm. I mean there are huge companies that could be doing the exact same thing because as we all yeah. know there's enough plastic to go around and <laughs> it could be recycled yeah in so many more ways so I think this is so awesome that you're doing that and I will definitely also and leave like all your links and everything so I think your brand is just a great one to look at and to really see okay um you can you can do something like that and it's possible and it and it has like huge impact and it's just a good way to show this like you can do it differently and I and I love that oh thank you so much Stella yeah well really it was very great talking to you and um I think these are like really great questions for people just to hear about how you do this as a sustainable company. And because mm -hmm. I think a lot of people can't really um, imagine how this might be different from the regular company. And um, yeah, I think it's awesome. Thank you. Thanks for having us or having me, Stella. <laughs> so it was great having you here. Thank you very much. And um, maybe we'll talk again. Maybe there will be <laughs> a few other questions. And if, if you've had your company a little longer, maybe there will be things maybe. differently. And then um, I can ask you some questions again. <laughs> Sounds great. Thank you so much, Stella. I hope you all enjoyed the talk on today's episode. I strongly encourage you to check out Dula Australia, their Instagram account, and their website to check out their sustainability report so you can really see what it actually looks like if a sustainable company tries to make all the little details as eco-friendly as possible. And as always, if you have any questions for me or anything that Mao can answer for you, send them in on my Instagram at thrive underscore by nature. And all of Dula's information is linked down below as well so that you can check it out immediately. Thank you for listening in today and I'll see you next time.